Welcome to the English Language Institute of Singapore's podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Ong. Joining me today is Dr. Tay Mayin, Principal Master Teacher at Ellis. Mayin has been a teacher, head of department, curriculum specialist, language educator, and is presently a teacher leader. Mayin has previously been on this podcast in episodes on general paper and multiliteracies. Hi, Mayin. Happy to have you back. Hi, Victoria. I'm as happy to be back. You know, Victoria, you make these podcast conversations so enjoyable that I want to keep podcasting with you. Mayin, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Today, we are going to talk about inquiry through dialogue, which is one of the three pedagogical emphases in the English language syllabus. In this podcast, Maine will be giving us a bird's eye view of how inquiry through dialogue is situated in the context of EL teaching and learning in Singapore. Would you say that inquiry through dialogue is new as a pedagogical emphasis in Singapore, Mayan? Victoria, the short answer is no. It is not a new pedagogical emphasis. Let me outline the three distinguishing features of inquiry through dialogue and then you can decide on how new it is. First distinguishing feature, there is student interaction in pairs, in groups, as a whole class, and with their teacher. Students use listening, speaking, and oral interaction learner strategies and skills that they have been taught and have learned to enhance the quality of their interaction. Second distinguishing feature, there is student collaboration. Students collaborate to generate possibilities, built on one another's ideas by making each other's reasoning visible and evaluate the ideas that they co-generate. Third distinguishing feature, there is knowledge construction by students. By knowledge construction, I mean that students collaboratively generate and respond to questions. They use a range of appropriate learner strategies to gather, evaluate, and select the relevant information and ideas. Together, they co-create new perspectives and understanding about their lives, their environment, and the world. Victoria, did your ear lessons look like this when you were a teacher? Yeah, definitely. In fact, I wish I could have done more of this. This is so important in the world we live in now. I mean, students can easily access any information they want with a single tap on their phone screens. So it is even more important that we enable students to develop as creative inquirers who can explore and evaluate real-world issues and multiple perspectives and, you know, co-create knowledge and solutions. You said it, Victoria. In fact, the EL syllabuses since the 1990s have always advocated student interaction, student collaboration, and knowledge construction in EL teaching and learning. How so? The EL syllabus 1991 emphasized how important it was for student learning to be meaningful, purposeful, and interactive, and the need for a balance between fluency and accuracy. It clearly was a departure from the earlier syllabuses. The principles of communicative language teaching were incorporated into the 1991 syllabus. One of the six principles was student interaction. 
EL teaching and learning was to be taught in an interactive manner so that there would be meaningful and purposeful language learning for students. I'm sure you're familiar with the other five principles, Victoria. I am. The other five are contextualization, learner-centeredness, integration, process orientation, and spiral progression. It's CLIPS for short. And what about the syllabuses that came after the 1991 syllabus? How did they continue to advocate student interaction, student collaboration, and knowledge construction in English language teaching and learning? The EL Syllabus 2001 built on the EL Syllabus 1991. The six principles, including student interaction, continue to be emphasized. The design of the EL Syllabus 2001 was based on these considerations. First, that language is a system of meaning-making. Second, that language is a means of communication and expression. Third, that language is a system for making meaning. Fourth, that language use is determined by purpose, audience, context, and culture, PACC for short. And fifth, that language has grammar and linguistic structures and patterns that can be used to create various types of texts. Furthermore, the EL Syllabus 2001 used areas of language use as the organizational framework for language learning. One of the three areas of language use was language for social interaction. This signaled the importance of the need for teachers to organize learning experiences, which emphasize student interaction, collaboration, and knowledge construction. Oh, it looks like there has been a continued emphasis on student interaction, student collaboration, and knowledge construction advocated in the EL syllabuses 1991 and 2001. What about the EL syllabus 2010? The six principles of EL teaching and learning continue to be advocated in EL Syllabus 2010. The principle of interaction was specified even more clearly as learning-focused interaction, so as to reflect the primary purpose of interaction in the EL classroom. In addition, the EL Syllabus 2010 outlined a two-pronged approach to enabling students to communicate effectively. One part of that approach was to build a strong foundation through teachers giving greater focus on the teaching of listening and speaking and oral interaction from the primary to secondary levels. For example, through show and tell, oral presentations and debates. The other part of the approach, rich language, was to provide students with a rich environment for learning English. Students would be given exposure to a range of texts with rich content in order that they could engage in active discussions and oral exchanges on various themes and issues. They would also co-create multimodal texts, which explored the interplay of sounds, visuals and texts for making and shaping meaning. Mayan, I can relate to what you have outlined about past syllabuses advocating the practice of inquiry through dialogue. I read about it in the monograph on 50 years of developments in English language teaching and learning in Singapore. In the monograph, you give a summary of the history of EL teaching and learning from the 50s, 60s, all the way through to the 2010s. And listeners, 
We've popped the link to this monograph in the description so you can read it for free. Yes, Victoria. Inquiry through dialogue is a pedagogical approach that invites students to explore what they are learning by posing questions and probing, as well as responding to the questions in the various areas of language learning. In the four podcasts which follow, William, Joy, Rita and Audrey elaborate on the three distinguishing features of inquiry through dialogue. They also provide perspectives on the important role of the teacher in enacting inquiry through dialogue. You know, the world we live in requires students to go beyond mere knowledge, memorization and regurgitation. They must be creative inquirers who construct and create knowledge. As teachers of English language, we must give our students many opportunities to be involved in inquiry through dialogue, for it is through such inquiry that students can actively co-construct knowledge, use language purposefully to offer and exchange ideas and perspectives, and give constructive feedback to one another. Great. Thank you, Mayan, for highlighting that inquiry through dialogue has been and continues to be emphasized in English language teaching and learning in Singapore. For more information about this episode, visit our website at go.gov.sg forward slash ELIS podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Ong. Thank you for listening.